Yeehaw! Listen up, you saddle bums. It's time for a new rip-roaring episode of the Padre Lori. Chapter 12, The Siege, brings us back in cahoots with that morsel of man, Grief Karga, and some other familiar faces. We'll talk about those particular faces in just a moment. So put on your nose bags and let's see who Ding Dajarin <laughs> is going to crawl a hump with this time. Your nose bags? <laughs> Put put on your nose bags. It means get a snack. Like a horse has a nose bag. Like a horse has a nose bag. So if I was gonna eat horse food, oh yeah, they do do those nose bags. Yeah, so get it means get a snack, but in cowboy. I love Grief Karga being referred to as a morsel of a man. He's a morsel of a man. It's a very apt comparison. I'd say he's multiple morsels of a man. A big bite of a man. (laughs) What is what is uh, crawl a hump? Uh, Crawl a hump is to start a fight. Oh. I don't know why. Crawl hump. (laughs) (laughs) I have no follow-up questions. Yeah, that was that was it. That was all I needed. It's just the hump part. (laughs) It's just the hump part. Yeah. Saddle bums (laughs) makes sense. Um, yeah. Morsel of a man is not specifically cowboy talk. That is Night Sisters, not not Night Sisters, the singing mountain clan force user talk. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I just we don't say it enough. I don't say it enough. Yeah, it was one of those that was, it was kind of a one episode really thing true. that should have should have stuck but didn't. There was just true. there was just so much that we took with us from courtship Padron. <laughs> you know, we so much so much from courtship. <laughs> somehow so much somehow culture in that one book. Somehow Wootorns is like the only thing I remember from the courtship of Princess Leia. <laughs> of all the batshit insane stuff that went down in that book, Wootorns was my main takeaway. <laughs> but what it's about kinda... the gun of command? <laughs> it's kind of just like white noise. Literally you know? the only thing <laughs> The only thing I'll ever remember about that book, I think, is Isildur mm-hmm. and us going <laughs> at the end of every episode. The Wootworms <laughs> are content. very popular. <laughs> Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this, you You fold and you crawl and you break and you take what you get And you turn it into Honestly, promise me I'm never gonna find you faking No, no, no Um, anyway, I will stop with this accent <laughs> Now <laughs> Uh, so chapter 12 The Siege Um, I don't know why it's called The Siege Because, like, siege. nothing gets sieged that was my what... first question too yeah <laughs> there didn't appear to be any I, sieging that happened i guess you could kind of say the the taxi got see that's not a taxi <laughs> the the speeder Glanman's speeder the transport oh the, uber, transport the space uber thing. no the um yeah the space the, no. the heavy armor whatever the big yeah, the boy, big boy. <laughs> i have no idea what any of you are talking about the, the big, big boy, boy transport the big the boy. Boy. <laughs> drive off the cliff the big boy no clearly the big boy no obviously I mean. is that boy with an i or a y with an i it's, it's, it's with I both I actually it's oh b-r-i-y <laughs> the big buoy <laughs> in this case it's with both great so mando Honey, it'll are on the Razor Crest, which is you know what fucks me up is that you guys say buoy. 
I'm sorry. That that's the thing that fucks you up. <laughs> that we say what? You say like what buoy? Like, like when we talk about buoys? <laughs> when you talk about boys, yeah. <laughs> Who says that? No. <laughs> Literally everyone else in the world. When have we ever cared what everyone else in the world did? Wait, hold you on. Know, I'm confused. Yeah. Which one do we say? You say buoys, don't you? No. We only say buoys when we're talking about buoys, which are floating objects yeah, we, in water. Everyone else calls them boys. No, they're buoys. Well, everyone they else is boys. stupid because there's too many vowels in that word for it to just be boys. It's B-U-O-Y-S. How is that not buoys? There's way too many vowels in that word for to... No, that word is not pronounced boys. This is exactly the chaos I wanted. <laughs> I'm sorry, but have you seen how many vowels are in that word? You can't just lump them all together as a, oh yeah, that's that to be makes specific, there's sound. two and sometimes both. three. <laughs> Those seven vowels strung together, that says oi. Yeah, for sure. Boy. No. no. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. Anyway. Thank you. The Razor Crest <laughs> is falling <laughs> apart. And uh, Mando, for some reason, has put Yiddle at a vent. <laughs> And is trying to get him to connect <laughs> some wires, which has like big baby Groot with the explosion with like the detonator energy. Oh God, yeah. It's like, I, do I not touch say, this button. Yeah. Uh, I will this is just, say uh, um, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. I was just saying, this is just Among Us slash Mandalorian fanfic. <laughs> Green, Green's pretty sus, you know? <laughs> I've never. <laughs> I was going to say that this is far enough removed from that baby group moment at this point that it did feel a little bit like a you're doing the same exact thing that the marvel you know universe what? I did didn't even but also like but also it works so who cares right, it was it's really just, cute it's still really it was, enjoyable yeah right it was, it was enjoyable great. when baby group did it it was enjoyable it's still when really baby funny. It. i would great. watch any baby do it it's a yeah. good gag it's i'm gonna make gag. teddy do it okay <laughs> please don't <laughs> So, no, course, don't go for the food. Nope, not the food. Go for the uh, money. Go. Your, your parents <laughs> want you to make lots of money. Go for the money. Nope, not the food. Go for the money. <laughs> go for the money. <laughs> so, of course. Definitely goes, not the threat. No. <laughs> <laughs> this goes wrong. And Yiddle shocks himself because he puts it together. <laughs> and it's great and because. He's trying to explain, like, the science of electricity to the baby. He's like, they're, po- they're <laughs> negatively charged. Don't put them together. And then you're like, like, I guess it's like the baby is gonna understand. Slowly putting them together. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Yiddle's like, I heard put together, so I'm gonna put them together. Yiddle's like, I just want to eat whatever gets me out of here fast enough. Right, I guess I'll hurt myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, now dad has to give me snuggles. Oh no, (laughs) and my favorite part is like after Yiddle shocks himself, and Mando's just like, well. We tried. tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Like, we tried. He's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. And <laughs> uh, Ash wrote these show notes, so I have to read some things about Ash. Um. Ash says that this reminds me of when I had to hold the flashlight for my dad, and he would keep getting more and more frustrated with me because I wasn't doing it right. <laughs> Wait. I- <laughs> Well, are we how, like on the how, flashlight subreddit now? What's happening? How are you doing it wrong? Like it wasn't in the right space. It's not like, in the right. You're a tiny, you're a tiny kid with a I've big done this flashlight. Too. 
I've you're done tiny kid with a big flashlight, and you're like, move your your hand is jiggling. It's like and a you're twelve like pound the, mag light. And yeah, and you're like, you're moving the light away from where your dad needs it, and he's getting mad because he can't see. Or you're holding it so it creates a shadow exactly where he's trying to look. Yeah, and like it just it doesn't work. You just have little baby for arms. Reason, for some reason, your dad's just like, here, child with tiny hands, take this two foot long flashlight. Your sister's Two not going to help, flat. so you have to. <laughs> Two foot long flat. What? A mag light. Long flight. A mag light's like 18 inches. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for I clearly reason, had a fake childhood. That for some I've reason, I thought this that. was a universal experience. But it is for me, Ash. It is for me. <laughs> I get it. So they're eating some broth, and Mando lifts the chin of his helmet to get a sip, which chin fetish numbers are going to skyrocket after the show. <laughs> Let me just say. I, I saw a tweet that was like, I know what Pedro Pascal's face looks like, but why did I feel like a Victorian woman like fanning myself after <laughs> I saw his chin? So I'm saying people are going to have some new fetishes. I was laughing so hard just because he looks like a total dweeb doing it. He looks he is so funny. <laughs> the, the man does such a dweeb. He's such a dweeb. This man dweeb lord. The man dweeb delord. Mandalorian, Mandalorian, uh. this part yeah, really sad because he doesn't take his mask off. Right? Yeah, because <laughs> Baby Yoda's looking up at him as like a, oh, do I finally get to see your face? Because he's like it just means he just speaks Baby Yoda like, as like mm. a sentient creature. So are you I, saying I, that Baby Yoda's gonna get a chin fetish? Oh no, <laughs> no. I, I don't think that's Baby Yoda's I'm... relationship with Din at this point. Listen, that's. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I'm saying. <laughs> I, uh, I vote we move on. From this. I'm I am uncomfortable. It, I'm saying that it's sad that Baby Yoda has it never seen sad. his dad's face. Yeah, that's true. And I think that, that moment was meant to convey that, like he wants to. Yeah. There was that great moment in uh, last week's episode where Yiddle saw that the other Mandalorians mm-hmm. take their helmet off, and he looks at his dad like, "You can do that." Yeah. yeah. And That's I probably see it. what he's waiting for now is to be like, are you gonna take you're gonna take your you're gonna take your helmet off now? You could you yeah. saw that you could do it. Oh, you're gonna sip your broth you do it. with your helmet still covering your I face. have a feeling that helmet is gonna come off by the end of the Dad, you look like a dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it wasn't it accidentally confirmed that it will? Because there's a Hasbro figure coming out with Pedro's likeness, but he looks like a hobbit. <laughs> Listen, Hasbro cannot do figurines. Uh, Has, Hasbro, Hasbro can do figurines. They can't do handsome men. That's also, Keith, I think you of everyone should understand that the presence of a certain toy does not indicate anything that we're going to see on screen. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Uh, I have um, a feeling, though, that his helmet's going to come off the well, season. Whether Danny, I'll have you know, I just tried to eject you from this meeting, but since I'm not the host, I couldn't. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> anyway, no, that that was that was a really sad moment. I was like looking at him expectantly, like I want to see your face, Daddy. But nope. There was being like, oh, he's treating Yoda with respect. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him not a parent, and I'm just a alien enthusiast. <laughs> That was a very sad moment. I'm just an alien enthusiast. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's just so funny. <laughs> I feel like though. I feel like though. If his helmet's gonna come off for any reason, it better be for that baby. Yeah, 
Oh, it like, like it a was cool. baby. It was fine in season one that his helmet came off, but it didn't add anything to the overall narrative. Except and maybe like, Meg, because it meant that he didn't respect the droid as a sentient being. I, like, it didn't really add anything to the story other than, like, this is what he looks like. Like, yeah. he's, like, that whole, because it, is, it doesn't end up mattering in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fine. He's not okay for, like, five seconds, and then he's fine, and then the rest of the episode just goes on. And also, IG-11 died, so the only person who has seen him <laughs> is now dead. I yeah. would like for it to like accidentally come off in battle of some kind and then yeah. baby Yoda like comes to like comfort him and he's like oh hi and that's like how they meet. Well there like, could be something like his face. there could be something like really interesting if his helmet comes off that means he's not a Mandalorian anymore at least by like his clan's Mandalorian standards so that would make it interesting if he was no longer like bound by his people to that take sounds, care of baby. That sounds like some good man. Yeah, but he still like loves the baby. So he- maybe he- he's gonna take it off to finally kiss Grace. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm here to push my propaganda now. You know what? All right, I'm here for that. <laughs> Why did you put this in the Probably this episode? I looked at Aubrey and I was like, you know what? I ship grief and mentor. And she was just like, all right. All right. So. That was the proper response. Their ship name is Grando, which is kind of <laughs> badass. It's no, it's not. It's Meef. <laughs> I've already officially declared that it's Meef. No, I'm going to veto that. <laughs> it's going to be Grando. It's going to be Grando. No one's going to go for Meef. Um, I put that in the chat because am I wrong that that does not look like Pedro Pascal's a It hobbit? doesn't even kind of look like Pedro Pascal. Wait, okay, I need to look at this. But like a hobbit. I don't how to open the chat. Right? Like... It's bad. Oh, it yeah, he definitely looks like a hobbit. That <laughs> bitch is being taken to Isengard. <laughs> <laughs> I need this load so bad. Oh god. Why can't Oh my god? <laughs> it looks like a hobbit. How did they fuck it up that bad? Did they literally just try and paint his face on the helmet and we're like, yeah, that's good? <laughs> probably. Really bad. Oh boy. Why is this? like that. They probably what? had like some Poe he- like head sculpts left over and we're like, yeah, close oh, use it. They're oh, friends. This is so <laughs> bad. This is so funny. Oh it's my god, bad. this is so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna make this my profile picture. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. So um Din then decides that they won't make it to Corvus with the crest like this. So he decides oh, really Din. <laughs> to stop at Navarro for repair. They're gonna go see some friends! And he calls them friends! That's so nice. He has friends now. This was my biggest issue with this whole episode. They just happened to conveniently be next door to the planet where his friend, come on. Well, I mean- I don't think they've ever made it that far away from it. Yeah, Yeah, and like they left Tatooine, which we still don't know isn't just the other side of Navarro. (laughs) Pretty sure they're the same planet. (laughs) Yeah, they do just seem like the same planet. (laughs) That's fair, that's fair. We don't know. A lot of things are mystery. This just felt like a lot of things like the Mandalorian have felt to me where it's like, oh, conveniently, we don't need another- How many TV shows have you watched in your life? Not many, and I guess that shows. But it's like it's like every episode, there's either another MacGuffin or another. Oh, conveniently, we are now here. And I think with space travel, like with space travel, it's a lot easier to see how convenient it is because you would think that like places are far apart. It's space. <laughs> if but- I, I I agree with you because to me, the outer rim is supposed to be like this vast this collection vast, like, of planets, unprotected. It's like a whole nother galaxy, basically. And you yeah. just like, you just left Tatooine, which 
oh, conveniently you stumbled upon this really important planet in Star Wars lore. And now you're also conveniently next door to this other planet that you have connections to where these other characters are. It's like where Bo-Katan just happens to be at that moment. Come on. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's okay, the Star Wars syndrome. It's the same as I, just... I feel the galaxy shrinking upon me. With yeah. every that's, like the of big, show. that's the big problem with bringing all of these quote unquote legacy characters into the yeah. show is yeah. you have to find a convenient reason why they're there. And that doesn't always make sense. And the convenient reason is almost always Tatooine. <laughs> I think that's just Star Wars. We do accept that. I was just going to say, like, I, I don't, I I don't know about the rest accept. of you, but like when I joined the fandom, the contract that I signed specifically had a buy clause that said you have to be OK with the fact that the stories will always feel too small. And like just like a, a small class of high school graduates that keep bumping into each other in their small. Oh, hometown, hey. Even it's oh, a little galaxy. oh, yeah. Ew. <laughs> Ew, move out. <laughs> oh, I, I saw you're married now. Oh, just stalk my Facebook like normal people. God. Spacebook. Anyway, Ugh. yeah, I... <laughs> I love how I got you funny. and not me just to that time. <laughs> Spacebook is very funny. <laughs> All right. So we cut to some Aqualish who are trying to eat the dank ferret. Um, when all of a sudden, <laughs> blaster bolts start flying. Dank ferret, fa- space ferret, say that five times fast. I can't. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, is this the dank ferret? <laughs> Gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's Cara Dune. She's shooting and she easily takes them all down. Um, Gotta and say, the- this puppet, not a fan of this puppet. This puppet is very scary. The ferret? The ferret puppet is very scary. It looks I- like a normal ferret. I thought that was a comment on the Cara Dune acting in this scene. I mean, also a terrible puppet. Um, the ferret is definitely better than the Cara Dune puppet. I will- the carrot! <laughs> okay, I know, I know a lot of people on Twitter have already put their choices in for like recasting Cara Dune, but I have not done that. Yet. But now I thought of one. And it's Valerie Adams, who is a Olympic shot putter. And she is Oh, I know large, exactly who you're talking about. And I'm in love with her. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. And she's amazing. Her brother plays basketball. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but she is chef's kid. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at her now. I, they could easily swap her in and you would need no explanation. Like No. Yeah. She's giant. She's yep. like super buff because she's a shot putter. Um, I yep. do love a shot putter lady. She's rad as, and she's an Islander. So this is the scene where we find that, or where they first refer to her as Marshall Dune. And I'm like, okay, the one way that I'm okay with Cara Dune being on the show is the fact that they made her a cop. A cap, baby. <laughs> like accidentally, like very on the nose and very hilarious to me. And like, that's how I got myself through this episode is like giggling about the fact that they made her a freaking cop. I was really confused. Cause I was like, I saw in the subtitles, I see the Marshall and I was like, he's not here. Right. Yeah. Nope. I, I was like looking, I was like, where is he? I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the ferret <laughs> jumps onto her shoulder and refuses to leave her alone until she gives it some food, which that's like a big that's spud, a mood. Spud that's a meat. That's mega energy. That's also a big safety. This is frog pot energy, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy energy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we hungry. <laughs> um, so then cut again and like Cara Dune like grabs all the the loot and is like we gotta return these to the owners so like hey people are not so lawless anymore I guess um but then Din lands his shitty 1995 Honda Civic of a spaceship on Navarro 
and it's so broken that the landing platform <laughs> only goes like halfway down. <laughs> he just has to hop out the rest of the way. So funny! <laughs> little baby in his arms. <laughs> it's so funny! It's like it's like if you can't open your car door, so you have to like crawl out through the passenger side or through the window. Yeah. The visual comedy with the ship in the last two episodes has been oh, superb. I've been there. So good. I'm uh, so sad that, like, maybe we'll not get that now. Yeah. Uh, mm, how, I mean, how much could they actually repair yeah, that ship? Like, it's going to fall apart like, again. Right. Grief was like, make this as good as new. And I'm like, new was still a piece of shit. And it's still a million years old. <laughs> <laughs> Did none like, of you watch the end of this episode? Oh, yeah. That part. Yeah. But that okay. doesn't mean it's broken. It just means... That's- all right, it's, all right. We'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. Um. So Grief Karga and the Marshal. I'm just gonna call call them. Um. Come out, and I'm so in love with Grief Karga, even more so. <laughs> His outfit. It's a good outfit. outfit. He's he's we're doing so clerical work now. Ooh, he loves the baby. <laughs> Nothing gets men <laughs> going like a man in a good outfit doing clerical work. Listen. He was. So clerical work is the, back, the is the backbone of justice. He's um, like, he's got big grandpa energy. Huge grandpa energy. He's like, is he taking care of, that was so cute. It was so like, Are you cute. taking care of, is he taking care of you? And then, you know, makes a noise. Right. He's like, oh yeah, look, you said, yeah, he's taking care of you. Like, oh, come see grandpa for a bit. You're going to get some candy and yeah. be spoiled. And yeah. It's, I love it's, how he went, I love how he went from the baby's trying to eat me <laughs> to, <laughs> hello. <laughs> My favorite thing in the entire galaxy. It's his so baby. Cute. It's his grandkid now. Um, but yeah, he, oh, he's right. Cause it's like business, business, baby. And then it's just, mm. just some more baby. Doesn't let anybody else hold him. It's nope. Grief's baby. I'm, I'm carrying this baby. <laughs> right. It is my turn. Do not talk to me. <laughs> and so we find out that Navarro has actually been doing really well since last season because um, Grief is doing paperwork and uh Cara Dune has become the marshal. Uh, <laughs> so kicking out all those criminals. Um, Yay, law and order. Uh, that's <laughs> that we love. I mean, I do have a note here that says Gland Man as an example of why we don't need prisons, but like, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, but like, really. <laughs> uh, so Din tells them that he's had a run-in with the New Republic and Grief says that they need to leave the Outer Rim alone because if the Empire couldn't settle it, what makes them think they can? It's Which, a fair point. It's pretty fair. Um, like the Outer um, Rim is doing just, just fine. It's doing just fine. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty objectively there. terrible, at least from what we've <laughs> like seen yeah. so far. It's fine. It's it's absolutely fine. But we also learned that the New Republic is also pretty objectively terrible. The cops. So. Who isn't objectively? <laughs> A Star Wars story. <laughs> Rogue Podron yeah, is objectively terrible. Never mind. We're subjectively terrible. Maybe not objectively terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I would like a research paper, buddy. <laughs> Uh, on whether or not Rogue Podron is terrible. <laughs> uh, writing down things to bring up to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I mean, it's not a successful episode unless people got a new thing on the list. Wait, no. Had <laughs> 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 you for a second there, Mick. Uh, I just love assignments and li- you said list. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, put it on the list. Not that kind of list. <laughs> Um, so Grief takes Din to the cantina where they almost died last season because of all the fire. And it's a school now. Uh, there's kids. 
Oh, Navarro. God. Where did they come I, from? Uh, oh, Heath. Scene. <laughs> oh, you're so weak for children. Man. This I just got very excited because so it was cute. <laughs> it was really cute. There was a female droid who was just a normal protocol droid body, not sexualized at all. Also, she was future and it was really cute. I'm so confused. How did you know that it was a female droid, Saf? That droid didn't once talk about wanting to bang humans and there was nothing sexual about it. <laughs> she didn't have titties or anything. <laughs> no yet. titties. I know. Like, how do you, how, do, how, do, how, are we, how are we supposed to know? I can just feel it. I see a droid and I feel the gender in my heart. <laughs> I feel their gender in my arm. <laughs> Your favorite problematic Seth. She feels robot gender. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard anybody say, I think. I feel their gender in my heart. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, but real talk. Baby Yoda at school. In a seat. <laughs> I loved, oh. I loved how, like, Mando was clearly not prepared for Yiddle's first day at school. He's oh, like, yeah, no, 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 Didn't oh, pack a yeah. lunch. No. Didn't get a backpack. Like, this is how... Has no supplies. Didn't have a new outfit. Oh. He's like, no, he wherever was... I go, he goes. Like, you can't take my baby not... away from me. <laughs> he was not ready for it. Oh, my God. Oh. He, this is going to be you. Are you kidding? He, Teddy's gonna be the most overprepared child on his first day of school. Yeah, but he he's gonna be prepared. Teddy's, but Teddy <laughs> is gonna be the most overprepared. Yeah, yeah. Child. He's, he's not gonna, gonna be a fucking be like, Where he goes, I go. <laughs> <Got you>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit right next to him. It's fine. You won't even notice me. <laughs> I, listeners, I need you to know that Heath is literally tearing up as we talk right now. He's getting very emotional. It's, it's so sweet how much he loves Titty. It's yeah, fun this, having a dad on. It is. It was. It was honestly like interesting that like this scene happened as I was like like Teddy's first birthday weekend, but I was like, oh, he's growing up and he's gonna go to school and yeah, it was. Then it was and Mendo's like gonna hit you right in the heart now. It was a lot, but. Uh, baby Yoda going to school is the cutest thing ever. There were so many like quality dad moments in this. And I think what it mm-hmm. is, is that there's actual emotion in his voice now, in Dan's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like first season, you, there were like clearly emotional moments, but he was not like being very outwardly emotional. With he was not voice. emoting. Yeah. yeah. But this season, he's like cracking jokes and being cute with yeah. the baby and being, being all like grief. He's being oh, yeah. all soft when he's like, when ba- the baby electrocuted himself, he's like, are you okay? Like things like that. Yeah. yeah. So I tweeted something to this effect earlier that Gina Carano aside, content wise, I think this was my favorite episode of The Mandalorian. Today. It was a really good episode. And I think it's like, like these little things just like were so good to me. Like the... Baby Yoda looking up at the mask, hoping he'll take it off, and then him dropping him off at school and like not wanting to leave it. Just like mm, so good. So this episode was directed by Carl Weathers, Grief Cargo himself. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So like more of that, yeah. please. Thank you. Yeah. I really, oh. I really dug it. It was very funny. Like it, it was, was really cool. Yeah. Like I know, like the script is the funny, but also so is the directing of the script. Um, yeah. and a lot of it was just visual as well. And like, ugh, yeah. it was really episode. Bring Carl Weathers back for more. Yeah, I mean, like, and again, Carl Weathers has been the Mandalorian's biggest hype person. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He ready, and he is. He's he's got to show it now. He's like, I'm Groove Karga, but also I directed this great episode. There's a speeder bike yeah. chase. <laughs> And we're all like, yes! Oh my God, yeah. Uh, like oh, oh, we, we'll get there. We, we'll get, we'll there, get there, but yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
So, um, Keith, on, on Teddy's first day of school, do you think he'll be the one uh, who brings a food and doesn't share it with the kid next to him or the one that's stealing snacks from the kid next to him? Uh, neither, because he's never going to school. He's going to be a baby forever, I've decided. Yeah, that tracks. I'm really happy for you. That's really great. Yeah, I'm glad I got to make that decision for all of us. <laughs> I mean, Love baby Yoda got to be a baby for Leah 50 years. Oh my God. So. I was, if you could just already... inject some of baby Yoda's blood into Teddy, then maybe he can get that 50 year baby syndrome going. You know? <laughs> I was already really emotionally vulnerable this weekend with Teddy's first birthday. And of course, this is the fucking episode we're talking about this week. <laughs> <laughs> with a baby go to sp- and like an actual baby uh, going to school it's so funny seeing this honest to god like infant in the with the kids yeah. <laughs> imagine like being at school so and then someone just brings in an infant and puts it in the chair next to you and it's just, it just brings and in like, this weird honestly, like, thing and makes it sit next to you here's the thing everyone is vil- villainizing that kid who sat next to him but like imagine you're a kid in school and the- a baby comes and sits next to you and is like, like no, you know, I think that kid like, was well within his rights yeah, absolutely you'd be like no, you're a baby. I'm not giving like, this I can't to give you. you this right now. You're an alien baby. This Why are you even here <laughs> You're as a baby. baby. Go, kid. Yeah, that, I've never that seen kid. you on this planet before. Like, yeah. no, don't, vil- don't villainize with? that kid. That kid was doing that kid was doing the right thing. Although that's pretty cool that they can eat in class. <laughs> we weren't allowed. We were allowed to. Although, if you're not teacher, can they? But can they? I don't know. I mean, she had those cookies just right out on her disc. It, it seemed like they're doing it kind of slyly, though. I don't, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like, but they were the also in the front row, so it's like, how do you, yeah. how do you just have those out on your desk and everything's like cool? <laughs> See, we were allowed to eat in certain classes because, um, like people like me, if I couldn't eat, I would just be like grumpy and also not have any energy to push the class. And they're like, oh. Maybe letting kids snack is a good thing, but you had to not eat anything loud. So, like, those cookies would have been allowed. But also, everyone in the class would have tried to steal them from you if you brought cookies to school. So, you know. Right. You're inviting danger on yourself when you bring cookies to school. Well. It did seem like the protocol droid. I feel like I am victim-blaming this person for having cookies. You are. No. You're victim Um, <laughs> The protocol droid, who is the teacher, was not the best teacher, I say, she as someone who trying was a teacher best. one. Yeah, I think she's, you know, she's a first-year teacher. She's a droid. She's only just yeah. moved on from protocoling. Right. It's clear they, they just <laughs> recently set up the school and got it up and running and they mm-hmm. programmed some droid to be the teacher and they're like, mm, Kids always right. test their boundaries. Like, yeah. 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 It's rough. It's all but, teachers have mm-hmm. it rough. Shout yeah. out to all of our teachers out I, there. I loved this scene so much. One of my favorite Star Wars scenes ever. It's very good. So <laughs> grief at Din's protest tells him that like, it's going to be fine. They're going like Yiddle's gonna be safe here. Um, and like stop, stop freaking out because we have to talk business and where we're going is no place for a baby, which I feel like someone says in every single episode. It's really funny because I feel like at this point he's been everywhere. Like this baby's fine. Like at this point, where where else could this baby go? That's not that's gonna be so unsafe for him, right? And like at first, they just go to his office, and I'm like, that's not unsafe. <laughs> to be fair, it is very boring for a baby. Yeah, like it's boring, but like the baby's also used to that. <laughs> I saw this post the other day. It's like imagine you're just like a little gremlin baby, 
and you know people keep putting you in a bag you have like these incredible magical powers but people keep putting you in a bag and taking you places where there's extreme danger and you're like in trouble every other week and you're like this kid is gonna grow up to be so weird listen this baby has incredible powers but all they do in this episode with him is steal cookies so (laughs) exactly if i had the force my force powers would absolutely enormous be used to steal enormous mood yeah enormous like, mood what else would i use him for except to steal food i don't know helping your dad get away from the giant spiders so many things i don't I know my feel dad like... probably like brought the spiders upon himself don't look at no! me no <laughs> i don't i don't think he knows how to use it i you think maybe i think like ma- like in the case where he like healed grief mm-hmm. and threw back the fire it was like the force telling him you know, like yeah, this felt him. instinctual rather than yeah. like a thing that he. And this one kind of felt instinctual too. He was like, "I yeah. want the cookies." Give so I don't think cookies. he like knows like I can just and it'll be fine. Um, I saw a meme that was he all stealing the cookies and it was aggressive negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's a great prequel meme." <laughs> um. Okay. So. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, uh, Grief takes him to his office and Gland Musk guy is here for some reason <laughs> but we find out that he used to do all the bookkeeping for Grief and he had a bounty out on him because he did some creative bookkeeping which means he skimmed um, and so now he is continuing to work off his debt to Grief for the next 350 years hey, I'm not a, bad, not a bad way to do it yeah I found that I wasn't with. mad about Glandman being in this episode. And oh, you I know rather, what? I no, don't like it. Was, him. I had no thoughts about Glenman from season one. Hadn't thought about Glenman <laughs> since season one. Wow. But Glandman's appearance was like a, oh, okay. Some like needed comic relief and mm. another character who's not Cara Dune to do something. Yep. I I didn't like how he was the one non-human in the group and he was clearly like the punching bag of all the jokes it felt a little bit like they're punching down to me Um, if I had to to register a complaint about it this episode it would be that Um, but I did like to see him and I hope that he continues to sort of pop up here and there I wrote down (laughs) I will say slightly smaller number of years of debt to grief each time I uh, wrote down grief needs to be a little bit nicer to his employee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, so. like to be fair, and did treat employee, but still, like, should still be nice to him. How else is he going to learn to be a better person if you treat him like shit? You know. Yeah, I will say I think I had the opposite reaction. <laughs> I thought I thought like, it yeah, was very. Beat him up. <laughs> I thought it was very funny that Gilman. What are we calling him? Glandman. Glandman. <laughs> Musk guy. Is, is very obviously a terrible creature. Like, <laughs> done, right? Like, yeah, white no, collar crime. He's done some really bad shit. It's just white know? collar crime. He white, sells yeah, white collar crime is really he, bad. I just think he's annoying. Like, Meg, I don't, you're, you're, I like don't, your creative bookkeeping me. is how we get capitalism. Mate, you are buying into me, the like, idea that white collar crime is not terrible crime it is terrible but i think as far as things that happen on the outer rim it's not the worst thing that can happen to a person who is already wealthy right like stealing from the rich i'm kind of like about (laughs) all right that's fair um i just i kind of thought it was really funny how this alien who had done bad things was treated terribly (laughs) 
yeah. I enjoy I'm, it. I'm like, I'm two minds. You're two, two wolves in me. One of them finds it very funny. The other one is like, oh, be a bit nice. I, okay. yeah, I, so, I don't so. think he, I, I don't think he deserves niceties. So here's my discussion point about how Glenn Man represents um, why we don't need prisons in, in like the way that America is, America's justice system and the prison industrial complex before you go can you please just write this as a think piece because i want this headline to circulate around the internet <laughs> yeah me too me too <laughs> because like I, mo- I mostly wanted to circulate among like the gamergate crowd of like oh the sdws are at it again with... <laughs> here they go the man's a good example i never i never fucking stopped gamergates <laughs> um because like he is uh, like rather than just like being put in a prison or like um used as like prison hard labor or something like that or like forced to be a firefighter with no pay um and inadequate equipment um like what grief does instead is that like he gives him employ which like i'm for the sake of the argument i'm gonna assume that like he gets food he has clothing he has a place to live and like stay right which is like fundamental like can you eat will you not die from the elements like basics right that like every person should be able to do to be able to have and uh, like now that he has like this job and his like necessities taken care of he's not doing crime anymore and like even when he sees things on the black like he's like oh that would be so nice in the black market Grief's like no you can't do that and he's like oh, all right and so like he doesn't need to anymore because he's put in a position where he has his needs like taken care of and so like it needs to actually be a social reform and like people are just going to keep doing crime any kind of crime like unless there's actual sh- social pro- programs in order to make it so they don't have to do things that are quote unquote unlawful in order to survive. And I fully agree with you. So good going, Grief Karga and Glenn Man. See, this is how Grief is trying to reform the outer room. Yeah. And like, yes, Grief is like shown some like tough love in this, but he we also, it's only been a little bit. We don't know if we can really trust Glenn Man 100% yet. And also Glenn Man does seem like a little bit of a dick. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, so, like, episode one, all we saw was him being an absolute, like, that was why there was a bounty on, right. on him. And he, like, tried to get away, like, 50 times. Like, yeah. He tried to bribe Mando out of it so many right. times. Right. And so it's not, like, natural forgiveness. You can do whatever you want and, like, no one's going to check in on you. It's that, like, you have to make sure that you stay above board because I'm watching you, boy, with an eye. And, like, it's great. <laughs> and anyway, enough of my gland man thing <laughs> I love it. No, I, I did love not. I mean, I didn't face. think about that perspective, but it's so good. And honestly, like, let's just you know? show, let's show I mean, this episode to the world and, and see the way forward. To me, like, yeah, I had the exact same thoughts watching this episode as Meg. Um, I forget other people aren't as like constantly thinking about prison evolution. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And also my undergrad was in crime and like that causes of crime. And so I actually did a very specific paper that was, I think my like graduation thesis. Yeah, it was my graduation thesis was on the differences in between like American and Japanese policing um, and like the di- like why that causes the difference in crime rates. And it was basically because Japan has much higher social connection, like social as a group connection and like they handle things internally more so than like 
the cop's job is to provide punishment, um, which is obviously what our law. I mean, let, let's be real. What what happened behind the scenes here was most likely the Star Wars thing that happened, right? Oh, we have this character. Let's see them again. That'd be fun. But yeah. when you can take a story like that and turn it into this like social commentary at this level, that like chef's kiss. Uh, so good. Um, <laughs> as just as I do not like musk. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading ahead of them. Um, I'm sorry that you have to read my stream of no, consciousness. I think it's sense. great. I think it's great. <laughs> it's because, like, Ash, halfway through writing this, I realized, oh, I might not be leading this episode. <laughs> I have to read <laughs> You know, I love that even more. Now you get both of our streams of consciousness. Conscious. So, Kara Grief tell Mando that there's one Imperial base left on Navarro. And if they can destroy it, the planet become completely safe. And of course, Mando's like, no, I'm just here to get my shit fixed. And Grief's like, it's going to take a while. And Mando's also like, not every for time, free. Every time I land on a new planet the last month, I get roped into helping someone out with some random mission for some inexplicable reason. I feel like I'm on an episodic TV show and it's driving me crazy. He's like, Boy, I helped a baby one time. <laughs> get your ship fixed and you'll stop having to do favors. <laughs> <laughs> this is really your fault <laughs> get a better ship um grief again super great because he just wants his people to be safe and he wants navarre to become a trade anchor um in the outer rim and so he's thinking about like the outer rim as a whole too and like them being successful without like the aid of the rebels or i mean the new republic or the imperial i love that. so of course yeah mando doesn't want to help but then he's talked into it because he's too nice to say no. and again what's he gonna do? um so gland man drives them to the front door of the base um and grief basically tells him to like shut up or he's gonna walk home with like he has a he has like a moisture love that detail yeah I, mean, I feel like he needs one in the i think it's uh, great yeah. yeah it's really good i just thought that was a very cool like on this raid because it's like when i see Corin or Moncal on desert planets. I'm like, how are you okay? Um, also, we didn't talk about the, but the visual when he first sees Mando and he like musks. <laughs> oh my god, it's Very so funny. funny. <laughs> what kind of musk was it? And like not just the visual, but like the sound effect that went with it. Like, yeah, like they literally so just funny. like let some air out of a can, but just, <laughs> like they popped a soda can in front of a microphone. But it's just so, so funny. So good. So good. <laughs> sound designers Let's, are so much fun. He got Seriously. pun carbonate. Yeah. He's going to have a reaction. <laughs> yeah. So as they're trying to get Muskman to open, to like, uh, pr- like melt open. I mean, that's not the word for it. Cut open the door with a flame torch. That's not it either. <laughs> anyway, Mando notices, <laughs> Mando notices something at the top of the base. So he like jet packs off um, and like, you know, does everyone's like, what's up with that? And they're like, oh, it's Mandalorians. Um, I feel like at and, this point, they're just like, he's going to do what he's going to do. And there's yeah. so much that we can do about that. So just let he him go. He's a jetpack. Literally, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> can go anywhere um, at any time. <laughs> they also mentioned lava tides, which I am very interested in how that works. Yes. Me too. Me because too. like, does that mean that there's like a lava ocean that doesn't cool? I it would have so. to or is there like and then the tides is it because of the moon like i'm yeah I just have what's so happening with the moon to make these lava tides right and like lava is so much more viscous 
than like water is. So it'd have to be, I feel like it'd have to be something, some kind of natural force that's stronger in order to move it. Season I, three hope is that there's a scene in the classroom with the droid explaining the geology of lava tides. Yeah. See, this can that be like Blu-ray, Blu-ray exclusive content? Yeah. <laughs> the geology of Navarro. I need, I need to know. This is not Tatooine. This is not Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so they're trying to open the door, uh, but then a stormtrooper just falls right in front of them. And the door <laughs> Boy, it's funny. And they're just like, oh, all right. <laughs> so, <no. laughs> yeah. um, so Grief explains that if they drain the cooling lines to the heat shaft, the whole base will explode. Um, which made me think of Battle of, of, uh, of Our Boys. Battlefront. Um, is that the book that we read with? Oh yeah, Twilight Cadron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Battle yeah, yeah. of our boys. When they were on um, Solist. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just seeing what Danny's adding to the notes. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Battle <laughs> of our boys. The battle of our boys. So kicking. I would um, like Alexander Freed to write a Star Wars novel <laughs> entitled "The Battle of Our Boys." I would battle love that of our so boys. Much. Isn't that just? Twilight Company. <laughs> no, because I feel like this implies that the boys are battling each other. <laughs> it's like Twilight Company after hours. Yeah. What they're battling about, that's up to Shadow Son. Um, and I'm sure he will make it great. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I, yeah, I think he'd probably base it off after one of like the sports competition anime episodes that there always are. Um, that would be great. <laughs> so. <laughs> I had another dream about your stupid volleyball <laughs> and I say stupid just because I keep having dreams about it even though I know nothing about it and this dream someone had redesigned all of the characters to be animals and so there was just oh. like they were all like wolves and eagles and shit like with anime here playing volleyball <laughs> I mean Shira Torizawa is literally means white eagle so yeah that must have I must have heard that somewhere in my subconscious was like well now they're all animals I mean technically they they do all have animals like Karasuna oh, really? crows. Well, not albajosi, they're plants. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't have any plants in my dream. But like Nekoma's cats. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's foxes, uh, etc. Owls. One team's just a bunch of owls. Um, I love that. Uh, anyway, that makes me so glad that I've like, that my spirit has penetrated enough of your mind that you're having volleyball anime dreams. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I've had more anime dreams this year than I've had Star Wars dreams, and that's just weird. <laughs> that's amazing. I am so powerful. Um, you're so powerful, me. <laughs> so, whew. so they get to the heat shaft, and they make the Musk Man go out to the computer to drain the coolant lines, which is why Musk Man is there, because Grief knows that Imperials do not like guardrails, and so it's going to end up being dangerous and we'll make Musk Man do the dangerous things. I love how you put My favorite that more thing eloquently is that... than I put in the notes, which is what does the Empire have against guardrails? <laughs> well, I love but... that they just like acknowledged it here. That, you know, yeah. another sort of fan service emo board. They just like called it out. They're just like, why? Yeah. What I... is the reason for this? I like, like, I like that kind of fan service because yeah. it's not like so like in your face, like obvious, like they're not just like, oh, here's fucking um, the the two from the cantina and they're on Jeddah for some reason. Like that's so stupid. Um, but doesn't everybody love Dr. Avison and Ponta Papa? No. 
Um, but like this was like because this is also a thing that anybody would think if they're charged to do this very dangerous thing of being like, why the fuck aren't there any guardrails? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big problem. <laughs> um, so they set off the coolant and they make their way to a room full of things that look a lot like pickled snow. One of my favorite things about this whole bit is just like they grabbed that card cylinder, which like they grabbed it and I was like, yeah. that's a card cylinder. Um, and then they walked over to like the console and Grief's like, slice that console, use the code cylinder. He just plugs it in the door opens. Yeah, that's how you slice things. <laughs> it's like, that's not how slicing works. <laughs> yes, it is. Landman is a very efficient slicer. How do you so, think, I found, how do you think oh, Grinder, so a human, and an expert in human psychology <laughs> was good at this? You just plug it in. Plus. <laughs> I was like, that was just stupid fan service of just using a bunch of Star Wars words. Yeah. And I was so here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like that. That's fun. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of pickled snokes. And then I just wrote down, ew, clones. <laughs> because that's how I feel about that. Um, and they are messing with the console to see like information about what's going on here, because this is obviously not just like an outpost this is some kind of research lab and they pull up a message from the doctor that um Werner Herzog was hanging out with and had taken the baby um in the first uh, couple episodes fuck I know his name and I've totally forgotten it now. um and they're all like this can't or our din is like this can't be recent like Moff Gideon's dead <laughs> of course he's not dead you fool um yeah. you never saw the body <laughs> so moff gideon's alive i think did is just like it's over the course of the season it's slowly dawning on him that he's actually the protagonist in a television series yeah absolutely like all the pieces are adding up they're like hmm, i this, thought i was a minor background my adventures character. were split into eight very evenly paced stories <laughs> like right <laughs> this cast of characters i met and then reassembled right yeah i keep going back <laughs> to the same few people <laughs> interesting and so the doctor talks about how the they're experimenting with some blood there's like an m factor which like we know is like midichlorians i love that because um, it would have made nerds so mad yeah m count they say m count yes they say that it's unlikely the specimen is high of m count as yes. you <laughs> yeah and much and I, I, didn't know, I ended up watching this episode three times because i watched it twice on friday because and then Today, I ended up writing the show notes for it, so I had to watch it again. And I did not catch the M count thing until the third time I watched this. So episode. funny to me. Because <laughs> it took me a second to be like, wait a second. Are they we want to talk about midichlorians. We don't want to say the word. How are we going to do this? Are they M-count. talking about midichlorians? That's how the Empire says it. Jedi said midichlorians. The Empire. Oh. Who knew that the Empire is actually short for the midichlorian empire? <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Meg. God damn it. <laughs> oh boy. And it sounds like they are trying to make clones that are force sensitive by infusing which, them with Yaddle's M count blood. Which does track because there was also yeah. the experiment in the later comics of like trying to make force in. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like 
that definitely is tracks as the empire would be and especially if these are like the first versions of pickled snoke like which they very much look like they are right yeah. which like palpatine from the get-go probably knew that this is going to be the hardest part of it like how do i make a clone that's force sensitive right and so and clearly you your fucked first it up because of ray's dad so Tross was a wild ride, and I'm so giddy that the part that they're leading into is the pickled snokes. <laughs> I know, I know, it's so good. Like, no. it's so funny. It's, it's so, so stupid because it's like, oh, they're connecting it to everything else again. But I'm like, I don't give a shit because it's stupid Snoke pickles. Because it's pickled <laughs> Snoke. It's, it's so like because we already know that there's nothing they can do to change the outcome of Tross, which means that like, whatever right. they so find funny. out, they can't do shit about. Which is right. My favorite thing, as seen by Darth Maul Shadowhunter. Um, <laughs> so whatever they do with it, they can't do shit with it, but all they can do is just expand on pickled. Yeah. And like, it makes sense because like the Empire being after Baby Yoda is very similar to how um, the Empire was, or like Palpatine was collecting baby for sensitive babies in like Rebels and Clone Wars. Like he has been doing these experimentations for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. It like tracks in with everything. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're gonna have a full sensitive baby Yoda, it's gonna tie into anyways, no matter what you- Something that this um instantly- <laughs> I'm sorry. Do it, Ash. Oh, I'm so I believe in you. Whatever this is. Do it! Reminded Ken, you. do it! <laughs> Was Dark Empire? Yes! <laughs> And I texted Ben to confirm. <laughs> ben, our resident dark empire Resident expert. dark empire. I, I texted him and I was like, okay, am I completely off base here? Or did that all, did that remind you of dark empire? And he was like, no, that definitely reminded me of dark empire. Okay, but everything reminds Ben of I was going to say, empire. that's like texting a turkey and asking it if something reminded them of Thanksgiving. like <laughs> Inherently. Right. But it is... It is very Dark Empire. <laughs> yeah, so the whole like premise behind Dark, it's been a minute since I've read it. So if I'm wrong, don't Palpatine come at me. I, I don't care. There's Palpatine clones and, Lu and a Luke, Sk <laughs> Luke Skywalker clone. That's just called Luke with two years. Luke. <laughs> Luke, Luke. It's the stupidest thing that has ever happened to Star Wars. <laughs> but I it love Star Wars so much. So, and, the stupidest thing that has ever happened to Star Wars so, so far. <laughs> So many stupid things have happened to Star Wars. <laughs> for for something to be the stupidest thing that has happened requires a lot of work. <laughs> and they so I just got I just got really really pissed. Dark Empire vibes. I, I love this so much. I mean, what, I, feel I had like to talk about it, which is why I put in the notes. I said I want to talk about Dark Empire for a sec. I'm sorry. In a post tross world, the stupidest possible explanation for a thing in Star Wars is probably the one happened. they're going with, right? It actually this happened. Is why, this is why I love Star Wars so much, is because it is just stupid. It is not serious. It was this stupid is shit. Why... It makes no sense, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, this is why so many of our predictions come true. Because <laughs> we come up with the stupidest shit, and Star Wars is like, yes. I guess what I do <laughs> would not be surprised if that's the direction they're going in. Because Dark Empire, like, as much as it is one of the worst <laughs> Star Wars things, in my opinion, it's just absolutely insane. It's also very popular and was for a really long time because it's one of the first things we got in the expanded universe uh, oh, in Legends. Yeah. It was like the first post Return of the Jedi thing. If my understand, I mean, there was like Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which came no, out. No, that does not count. It's weird. <laughs> I know, but it came out. But Spl Splinter of the Mind's Eye came out between A New Hope and Empire. Yes. But yes. I think Dark Empire was the first post jedi thing yeah so it is kind of well loved and it would make sense if like john favreau read 
Dark Empire oh, got some ideas. He absolutely did. He's got like, like the original cover, edition cover. signed yeah. by the author. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in Dark Empire, we found out that before like his parents were murdered and then he became a pilot for the rebellion, Wedge's dream was to be an architect. Yep. It's not the worst. I guess it's not the worst Star Wars thing I've ever read. It's, it's not the worst Star Wars things. Darkness is a thing that happened. Yeah. I Jedi is a thing that happened. It's better. It's better than I Jedi, but that's like the bar is at the absolute Earth's mm. core mm. with that. But yeah, mm. I don't know. I just got very big Dark Empire vibes off of this, which I'm very excited about because I miss when Star Wars is weird. Yeah, like I like Star Wars being completely insane. Like I am not going to complain at all yeah. if they go a Dark Empire route. Hell yeah. Just take me on that, that wild ride. It, that and it gave me like kind of similar vibes to the dark troopers from Dark Forces, which were droids, not clones, but kind of a similar thing. Yeah, um, I think at the end. Yeah, they gave me big um, dark trooper vibes. So after they listen to this message, they obviously know that they're talking about the baby. Um, Mando's like, oh shit, I left my kid. This is why I never leave my kid. And he jetpacks back. While the rest of the crew, who tell him to just jetpack and um, make their way toward, and they eventually get out with the big boy <laughs> with an I and a Y, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a really fun. It's always fun when like any car chase type thing also involves just a, a ridiculously huge and strong vehicle, it's like the good. the tank. In Fast and Furious Six, like it's just it's just enjoyable because it's it's so over the top, and you feel pretty confident that they're not going to get too badly because like, what's she did... the worst that could happen to them in there? Right. I mean, she drove over the cliff and they were fine. <laughs> but also, those the speeder bikes going over the cliff was. Oh, it was so good. One of my favorite shots in all of Star Wars ever, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like watching, I was like, I feel like such a fucking being so excited about yeah. this, but it's so good. It was so good. It, it was, like awakened it my so inner 10 year old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where I was just like, yes, ships smash into each other. <laughs> Look at these cool things go. Yeah. Also, they looked really fun and I really want to ride one. Of them. Yeah. They, they were really fun and they looked like. I feel like they look similar enough to the ones that we've seen already, like earlier in The Mandalorian, also in Jedi, that I wasn't caught up in like trying to like look at the speeder bikes and just enjoyed the chase of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, especially when one of the speeder bikes just gets rammed into the wall, like that's always fun. (laughs) Like you think you can pass that car, but like think of like a semi truck versus a motorcycle and who is going to win that fight, no matter what, every time. Yeah. And um, so they managed to get rid of all the speeder bikes, but they prematurely celebrate because that means TIE fighters are on their way. And these TIE fighters, I thought were really interesting. And maybe this has happened before, but you know, I don't really pay attention to ships. But like- <laughs> I say already, yes, it has. The wings fold? Yeah, like, rather... it's happened before. What has what happened? It was, it was something else uh, happening. Because I remember rebels. everyone being like, the wings oh, fold, rebels. that makes sense. Yeah, like I never thought- I don't remember it in Rebels probably again because I wasn't really. <laughs> but I feel like it happened in something else, maybe like a video game or something. Oh, but like, I don't... yeah, I don't know what it was, but I feel like it happened recently. But also this year has been like a million years. So yeah, I know this year. But um, seeing it in live action. It looks really cool. It was so cool. It looks mu- really they're much cool. more efficient to store that way. Yeah. You can fold them up. You think about how much space they take up 
in like watching TFA when they steal the first order um ties versus like oh it's just on the ground you can just like get into it without having to get a huge ladder i guess yeah first (laughs) order efficiency is not not one of the first order strengths right they're like make it red i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i just want it to look so uh, the grief and company think that they're toast but don't worry here comes the razor crest and he takes out all of the ties and I'm pretty sure he did the Akbar faint. Um, yeah, I think so he did. Amazing. <laughs> this was, this was kind of cool how the entire show so far has been the Mandalorian, obviously, and he's the protagonist who are following him. But we were like separated from him for a while and he was able to have like the hero like shows up to save the day moment. So good. Where you're like, oh yeah, that guy's in the show too because we've been with, with Grief and, and Glenman for so long. Um, it, it was, he was able to make a little epic return and, and that was kind of fun that he got yeah. a moment like that. Right. I think it's also to see that Mando, it lets Mando be the most competent one in the room again this episode because a last episode- A rare honor for Din. Yeah, he, last yeah. episode he was like bumbling around. <laughs> yeah. While, do, you, do you think- <laughs> was like- Okay, so do you think, yes, the ship definitely needed repair, but is he also like, I gotta, I'm gonna see if they have something for me to do so I can get my confidence back before I go meet this Jedi. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I don't feel good. Apparently I was part of a cult. Like I need to rebalance, recenter like myself by doing something with the old game. What better way than some shooty shoots? Yeah. Hey friends, I don't have a therapist. Can you like shoot me a solid here? Yes. <laughs> Let me shoot some ties, please. I need it. Yeah. Do you have like a mission y'all need to go on and I can like, save at the last minute you, you just like me, me? will you just like let me be the hero for a minute so i can like know that i'm okay yeah i just <laughs> i just i learned a lot of things over the past week and i just need i really need this and grief of course is like yeah absolutely bro he's like oh we happen to have this imperial facility that we need yeah. to take it out yeah it's not even there's not even stormtroopers there it's we just were, people we were tired. saving it for you <laughs> yeah just actors that was, it, that was so an abandoned yes. imperial facility <laughs> that Wink. was my whole thing with this episode where like so abandoned din din shows up and grief and the cop are like oh my god there's this kind of urgent thing <laughs> that we need taken care of immediately if we want to be free and it's like was this not urgent until just now when your old friend I think they were up? just like, I think they were just waiting for him to show up. Yeah. yeah they they're like, yeah, we'll deal with that problem when Mando comes back. <laughs> they knew he was going to come back. Grief, grief is like everyone owes like, back. They definitely yeah. told like, us we were in the main cast for season two. So he'll come back relatively <laughs> soon. <laughs> we took these promo pictures, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like we fixed all of our problems except yeah. this one. Right, like. I totally get it's like the episodic television show formula, but like I have found it funny that a lot of the people who thought that one of the main issues with The Rise of Skywalker was how many MacGuffins and like you have to do this thing to find that thing and now you go to find that thing to find that thing. That was like the greatest sin of that movie to a lot of people are now like salivating over the Mandalorian. It's like, (laughs) That is literally what's happening every episode of this show. It's like, almost like people uh, just find reasons to hate something that they don't It's the want same to exact watch. thing. Goes back to I my know, hot take exactly from the, the first episode of season two. Now I kind of want to watch. Yeah, Let's me do too. It. Anyway. But we, yeah. should, we should watch it like as a TV show where we, we like. <laughs> we oh just gosh. stop. <laughs> where we like. MacGuffin. 
And it's like, oh my God, the episode was so good. I wonder what will happen next. They just like eight 20 minute chunks. You know, I wonder if it changes. I wonder if like it's the vibe to it. I think it like it it's very much like Rebels in that way, because Rebels had five million MacGuffins too, including the yeah. same one that this show has, which is the Dark Saber. Um, also including Thrawn. Yeah, Thrawn, uh the Sith Holocron, oh. Maul, Ahsoka. There was like so it's it's very similar in style to that second season of Rebels. Cause yeah. re- and it, it's very similar too, because the first season of Rebels wasn't as connected. Um there was a cut, co- but then like season two had like Leia and there's a Sith holocron now, and Maul shows up, and it's so <laughs> a pivotal care. If Maul, also, Maul is I cannot here. wait for Maul to show up in Mando. I just I just had the thought, what if Maul shows up in Mando, I and I was like, oh, wait. he's dead. We're fine. He's dead. He's <laughs> he's been dead. Before. He's been dead. Before. He's super dead though. No, I don't. Know. I'm not gonna trust any of that. I hope we he's saw dead his body. We can't get Ray Park back in. We it. saw his body last time too. Yeah, we've always oh, we seen the we body. We saw half of his body falling down a hole. We didn't see like his actual dead body being cradled by Obi Wan. <laughs> oh, is that the clue that when Obi Wan cradles it? Body yeah, cradled they're dead Obi-Wan. for sure when Obi Wan. Oh, Obi Wan's cradling yeah. that body. Ob- Time of death. Obi Wan's like holding Maul, and Maul's like, "Is he the chosen one?" And then dies. <laughs> That's I rough, buddy. Well, maybe it'll be a pickled Maul that they had in a lab somhere. Oh, oh yeah. ew! How weird is that? Though? I mean, like, I mean, let's they. So the ball is it just in the like a ball in Clone snow? Wars was brought back to life from Maul's top half, right? So could they bring back Maul with just Maul's bottom half? So and like there are actually two Mauls running around with he this never limb di- half. He never died, though. So he kept, he was kept alive by his rage. Okay, so maybe so, like, his bottom half legs. was also kept alive by its rage. <laughs> so like, does that Luke's make him be like, angry too? Like Snoke on top, Maul on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's so just kind of, of a spider top. He's kind of like pink in the arm. middle where it transitions to human flesh. It's just yeah. a no, I think Staff's got it. There's like legs. a spider head walking around somewhere with just two legs, and it's very oh. confused. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I, I have completely it. blocked out Spider Maul from so, like. Why can't we? If you Why look can't... closely, spider like uh, spider body, ball legs, ball was actually in the second episode of this season in that big spider scene. This is this <laughs> is too much spider content, and I do moment. not like it. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, so um, Mando again takes out the ties, and he says, "Not too bad, huh, kid." That was so cute. That was like the most and emotion the, I've ever seen out of him. He's like, and look, and the look, babies. My son, I am so good at this. I'm competent. I did a thing. The babies throwing their hands in the air. We have the much, babies just have such a good care. time. And then they throw up like a roller coaster. Yudel <laughs> <laughs> is having the time of Got cookies today. Got to see grandpa. Went on a fun ride and I didn't have to wire anything. <laughs> so you say grandpa, but in my heart, I know it's. <laughs> Half, um, I support you, but oh my god! <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, I'm gonna draw a fan out of this, and you're gonna love it. Great, put put their mouth on each other. Am I gonna love it? I'm gonna make um, you love it. So, so man, I'm sorry. Like, let's just get, keep talking. Yiddle, Yiddle spits up, and Bando does the parent driving thing where they just kind of reach reach back and try to dab the mouth off, but it's really not working. <laughs> he uses his cape. And of course, at the same time, like grief calls and he's just like, uh, hold on. I'm dealing with an emergency. So I I have onboard maintenance. I need to take care of. Um, And uh, grief's like, let me buy you a drink. 
Amanda's like, no, I gotta go do some stuff. Um, and like, it seems like they'll be back. We'll be back to only the secret. They'll probably be in like the last episode. Absolutely, again. grief. He can't stay away from. I like in my brain. I'm just like Star Wars. Just like who? Really glad all those fans started hating that female character, so they wouldn't get mad that she's not actually in this that much. <laughs> I hate that Star Wars has done this. <laughs> <laughs> They're so relieved. I'm relieved to not see the woman. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's really like it for turned once, out well Star for Wars them. doing what it does best actually works out in our favor. Yeah, so I was once. like so terrified that she that Mando was gonna be like, join me on my quest. To no, Mando's like, I gotta go. Thanks for fixing my ship. Peace. Yeah, and eats himself out of the system. And when, I, when I saw that she was staying on Navarro, I was like, thank God. Yeah, I was so thankful. Cat. Um, so we have a scene cut. And Appa, X-Wing pilot's back. Yay! His name's so Blue, cool. I guess. His name is Carson. <laughs> Blue Carson. That's a name. I think Blue is just a nickname for New Republic pilots for some reason. Yeah, because the rebellion it. symbol's Blue. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, his, his Star Wars name is Carson. I was um, so glad it was him and not Wolf Trapper. No, it's Appa. <laughs> Thank God. Um. And so he he's like interviewing Grief about like, the razor crest so it was here when it blew up and grief is like i don't i'm not a fucking snitch are you kidding me it wasn't and it's just like i never saw the thing in my life right like razor crest you can't trust these like anythings and like of course i'll let you know if i see something if you ever come back out here um and like yeets that cop he's like would you ever fucking help dust cop yeah get out of here i think i am not a fan of where I think this is going, which is that the New Republic is going to be involved with Mando in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> like, it's fine. I just don't, I don't know. I like this disconnected from everything else. Yeah. You say um, on the eve of us flying to go visit Ahsoka. <laughs> I feel like so- Ahsoka is different, though. Ahsoka's like her own. She thing. also pieced it's out true. of like Ahsoka's all not. Of that. Ahsoka's yeah, not as, you're right. As far as like being connected to a government entity, she's she's separate. Yeah. As far yeah as and, and Ahsoka's not like Luke or Leia, where if like Leia met Baby Yoda, I think that'd be really disconcerting. <laughs> like, I can't like rationalize that in my brain. Yeah. That would be really disconcerting. I hate that that'd idea. That'd be super weird. That, what if yeah. Han Solo meets what Baby Yoda? <laughs> Han, Han Solo's, wait, no, Han Solo's not dead yet. Han Solo would like kidnap Baby Yoda to and try to turn him into what a babysitter for Baby Ben. Okay, okay. If they... I will only allow a solo two if that's the solo two plot line. <laughs> it uh, takes place between two seasons of The Mandalorian. It has no effect on the TV show plot. Like it just starts and ends like within that movie space. And it's just a fun adventure of Han's like, I'm going to pick up that bounty on that baby. And Chewie's like, we probably shouldn't do this. Um, but they do it anyway. And Lando's we- off to the side like, hey. Could you cast. imagine? We have the cast. Could you imagine a scene? But then, like, at the end, of course, Han and Din are like, no, we're friends now. Like, I respect you. And I, Hans has also has a soft heart when he tries to not be. And, uh, like, then it has literally no impact on the storyline. And, like, baby yeah, Kylo sh- Ren is there, too, so everyone's happy. Yeah, I was just about to say, a scene where, like, Han and Din talk about being dads would be, I'm not against While, that. like, baby Yoda punches baby Ben. <laughs> baby Yoda's oh. just like uh my new head kid is that that kid with the cookies was baby Ben Solo <laughs> a 
Tatooine. Yeah. Luke's like, this is the first part of your Jedi training. <laughs> Baby Yoda keeps trying to warn Luke about Ben. <laughs> but Luke just doesn't like understand baby talking. He's like, I don't know. It's just Calm like, this is so weird. You look like a baby version of my master. Right. He's just like, <laughs> it just, it just now occurred to me that we're, we're going to have, it just now occurred to me that we're going to have the, um, baby Yoda is a baby Yoda conversation next week. Like, so oh gonna, my God, you're so right. That's he's so a baby weird. version of my old Jedi master yeah. Yoda. <laughs> it's really bold of you to assume that Ahsoka's going to show up that soon after they name dropped Ahsoka. <laughs> Next week's episode is called The Jedi. So, oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. And so, I'm it's definitely sure... going to be about something oh, else. Yeah. I I'm don't sure... trust him. What if they This wasn't a about a siege. I mean, yeah, it's like, remember the siege from this episode? Remember if when they Dave called Filoni Calican, the gunslinger? Known for anything, well, it's being straightforward. <laughs> it's, it's called The Jedi, and it's going to be the longest episode of Mando yet. Where are you How getting all it? this insider info, Ash? Twitter. <laughs> I don't it's like that it's the longest one. <laughs> that offends me. <laughs> Pretty sure. sure I'm like, pretty 95% sure we're seeing okay. Ahsoka. If if we see Ahsoka next week, it will be for three seconds at the end of the episode. Because there's only eight episodes. There's only three episodes left. Or wait, let's let's find out what happens left. next week. Next yeah, week, let's anyway. talk about this week. <laughs> so, um, as Apple walks out, uh, Cara doing her dink ferret Pabu, um, <laughs> and literally, and like he's like. Huh, you know, I looked at your record, cops. Um, and like you were a pretty good fighter. And she's like, Well, I'm not a joiner. And he's like, You're from Alderaan, which is like And all of us watching are going, join, 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 join. <laughs> um, but like that's such a dick thing to be like, hey, I see that you had your soul broken by uh the Death Star blowing up Alderaan. Want to yeah, talk that, about it? A little it? bit of emotional manipulation hey, going on did there. You like, did you lose anyone? Did you lose anyone? What does that mean? I knew he's like, the most, I'm a serf. The most serf during like, Alderaan. Gonna say, I lost everyone. <laughs> like, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's like, I served me. during Alderaan. It's not even like they made the character like, I'm also from Alderaan. It's like, no, no I was there. I was there. I'm aware of what happened to Alderaan. I wasn't in the Battle of Yavin or anything. I watched your family die. Right. And it's also unclear when he says served, does that mean under the rebellion or under the empire? Because saying that you served definitely sounds like more of a thing, like a former empire, like a former imperial would say. Like, is, this new, when... is this new canon Tycho? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Amazing. no. I re- I'm, I sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because based based actually, on looks alone, I refuse. He's actually from Alderaan. Sorry. He's actually. Tycho's an Alderanian. Oh yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, because he lost, you know, he was just on the phone with his fiance when it happened. That's right. Oh, that sucks. So joyful. We should definitely talk about Alderaan whenever it's brought up. Like, dude, what the fuck? Is she Nash Windrider? (gasps) Yep. Fuck Nash. I thought you said... (laughs) I thought you said Ash for a second. No, we love Ash. Because y'all cut out, and I was like, what did I do? No, we love Ash. Ash I was joking about that. Nash. Nash. Um, Although now I know if I'm ever mad at you, I'm definitely going to call you Ash Windrider. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) That's the most offended I've ever heard Ash. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, you know, he... He tells her that something is going on in the Outer Rim and like the New Republic can't do anything about it unless the Outer Rim like helps themselves. Um, which like, it's real mixed feelings about this. Cause like that's one, like 
that's probably true because the New Republic isn't going to give a shit about them. Um, he specifically but, has a line where it's like people on the co- the core word core worlds, worlds don't, don't care, yeah. care, yeah, which is which true. is like awful. But then also, you know, in a in a very real context, like it sucks that the people who can actually do something don't care enough about a population to actually do it, and so they they're forced to help themselves. Which um, is a it's a pretty common trend in new canon, I guess. Yeah. Because in Life Debt, it was a similar situation. Like the Wookiees were, I'm sorry to talk about Aftermath, but it's relevant. <laughs> I'm talking about Dark Empire and Aftermath. I'm so sorry. God, Ash! <laughs> One of those is acceptable. <laughs> but in Life Debt, like Han and Chewie go to help the Wookiees because the right. New Republic doesn't care. Yeah, it's, I think that's probably the most jarring thing for me after being like an Expanded Universe fan is just that like, definitely reading the expanded universe books like the the republic had its issues but overall it was still like a good entity like it was ran by leia like we could trust it more or less whereas in new canon or in canon like it's very much that like the empire not the empire the rebellion is ambiguous at best and like not really anything to care about or to trust um but that's also all of our shows have also taken place on in the outer rim so yeah, which definitely already has like a negative bias right right so right. it's and like i guess because the new republic even if it was doing its best and like trying to establish order out they there don't it have is just enough straight resources. up walking yeah they don't have enough resources they're just straight up walking to a like it like an entire basically like system-wide culture that they just mm-hmm. don't understand that's well, got like, very different rules to what they're used to they make the same mistakes that the old republic did like that's that's the thing that i've always found interesting about like the new republic i think they like deified the old way so much that they mm-hmm. did they like forgot why it fell and yeah. that's why the same yeah. thing happens again with the first order yeah they like neglect the outer rim um yeah i definitely agree with that yeah which leads like these imperial cells to gain power and stuff. So, yeah, Cara Dune. Damn, look at us actually analyzing Star Wars. Weird. What is this, a Star Wars there's podcast? Been, there's been some analyzing this episode for sure. <laughs> so, Kara like watches him go, and this would be a very powerful moment if it wasn't played by Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah, if we actually gave a shit about the character. Right, because like this is kind of this struggle that she's probably having of do I go back to the Republic? Or do I stay out here where I know I'm doing good? Um, and like, where am I really supposed to be? Because up until a short while ago, I was just running. Um, so again, like, what is she going to do? And I and think- And now we're just like, all right, cop. Our, our feelings about it, I think, would have been different um, if it wasn't Gina Carano. So it's kind yeah. of disappointing. The thing that really makes me angry is there's a part of me that still likes the character. Like when she's like bashing yeah. Akolish's head yeah, down. I'm I like, know, that's a cool me. character. I just can't like her anymore. Right. I mean, and cause and I'm like, cause like, also like, she's like, she's, she's not like skinny. She's wide. She's, she's big. Like she got muscles. And I'm like, I love that. Right. But again, like it have to be her. There is like Cara Dune is not Gina Carano. Um, but unfortunately Gina Carano is Cara Dune. <laughs> yeah. 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 To where I think you can like what the character is doing and like what they represent um, as long as you also know that like Gina Crano is a problem for X, Y, and Z, right? Um, And it does make it so you can't like wholeheartedly jump in and like sing praises of of the show or this episode. Um, But it does mean that like you shouldn't 
feel ashamed that you enjoy it because they made it for you. Um, but like, you, we still have to, again, examine these things as they come up. And like, what does it mean if like Rosario Dawson does show up in Mandalorian? Um, and like, what are, what will be our choice after that, like going forward, um, as far as like support for the show? Um, and like what it, what it means. I'm so glad we have Meg on this show. You're so smart. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I can't say any better than you. <laughs> <laughs> anything i say now would just be like so sad compared to what you've just said yeah and like it's it is hard like it just in the very realistic production standpoint of like when this was probably filmed and when gina crano started very publicly being terrible um mm. versus like the issue with the potential issue like with rosario dawson if she is in fact cast as anyone but like particularly as ahsoka um because like that was not new information at the time of her casting and like they like disney had time to address that and like didn't and that's the that's what's disappointing and i keep saying potentially because again we do not actually know confirmed there's still like a part of me that just keeps really hoping that it's not her that ahsoka's Mm -hmm. in the show but it's not her. <laughs> I'm probably kidding myself, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. I think it's okay if you have that little bit of hope as long as you know that like it's it. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, they did not actually confirm. It's just right now all signs point to it because like, again, a lot of the 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 new Mandalorian cast for season two or like returning cast list for season two um, did have people on it that did show up this season um like katie sackoff as bo and so we can't entirely write that document off but it's also not the word of the creator um the thing that's so weird about it to me is i think she got cast because people said she'd be a good ahsoka like three years ago i really wish they'd just use ashley Eckstein because like she's already got the voice it would be so weird to hear ahsoka's voice from someone else yeah like, who gives a shit? Just cost her. Like, I don't know how she actually is as an actor, but I who mean, gives a shit? It's honestly, Star Wars. if those are my two choices, yeah, put actually extra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of my thing. It's like, sure, there are other choices, but if those are my two choices, just cost her. Who gives right, a shit? Right, because, like, Rosario Dawson, known transphobe, terrible. And, like, I have my own issues with, like, her universe as far as that goes about being inclusive. Yeah, But, like, yeah. that's not... Ashley Exton is a hateful person. <laughs> yeah, she's just, you know. Very different things. <laughs> white. Very <Yeah>. white. <laughs> Which, I like, I mean, think... everyone does like Kid Kanasoka as not being white, but it's like. Right. But again, alien makeup and like, again, if those were our two options. Yeah. Yes, sign Ashley up. <laughs> yeah. All I like, can really like hope Her for, voice is so much part point. of what I know of her. I guess because she is animated. Her voice feels I mean, so important. I mean, she has done cosplay of, of her as Ahsoka. Yeah, that's true. She has. Sorry, Ash, what were you saying? I guess all I can really hope for at this point is that she's only in one episode. Yeah. And is like very conveniently written off. Um, I mean, they, my... quite often characters are only turning up for one episode. So I wouldn't be surprised. Right. My fear also is that whatever episode Ahsoka shows up in is a backdoor pilot for a live action Ahsoka show. Which I, I think we definitely now have heard rumors about that by now. <laughs> they have ha- backdoored so many shows in this season. <laughs> Truly. Cobb Vanth, the Star Wars story. Sorry. 
I mean, I'll take that over the Boba Fett show that apparently got backdoored. I, I mean, it's take, a show I would, about I Mandalorian. Enjoy, I think I would enjoy a Cobb Banff-like miniseries. Keep forgetting. I wouldn't just out of spite. I would be I, so mad It should be spite. like Tremors. I keep forgetting that we're getting an Obi-Wan show. Oh, because yeah. we've heard no news about it. it. I think they're like filming it at the moment or something. Where's shit. my cowboy know. man pain? God, I want that cowboy man pain All so of these shows are just cowboy man pain. Mandalorian. Yeah, Meg J's. Obi-Wan. Boba Fett. Cowboy Man Bane. <laughs> a Star Wars story. At least Boba Fett is Tem. At least we know that now. Like that's that's the, yeah. that's the one thing that would have that's made the one redeeming factor. Not. Of like, a- yeah, but the fact that like Tim is probably going to be like the main, the lead in a TV series of Star Wars. <laughs> I hate that it's a I hate it. I know. It's the monkey pool once it. again. <laughs> I, love, I also love that like this season the first like thing it teased was Boba Fett and they just have not addressed it since and there's not enough time to do it now. Why would they? <laughs> so Heath, you called it. I think when we were talking I, about episode one. I said this at the episode. That's the only thing we're going to see of Boba Fett this entire season. <laughs> oh, well, it's got to wait. I mean. And there's going to be some stupid Boba Fett spinoff series. Yep. And that's going to be what that was all about. <laughs> we just had to backdoor him in. <laughs> <laughs> is there some kind of clause in the Disney contracts that say you can only have a TV show if you show up in another TV show? <laughs> it's going to be like an endless chain. Right. Oh my God. I hate all of this. That is so funny. Like, <laughs> that is so funny. What was that thing? It's like every every actor in Hollywood is like five degrees separated from Brad Pitt or something. You mean the six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon? Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were close, you were close, but not there. In Star okay. Wars, it's like every act, every character has one degree of separation from Ahsoka Tano. From Ahsoka, yeah. <laughs> from Ahsoka. The thing that's like really annoying about all of this is that I still like Ahsoka too, and the fact yeah, that you like should Ahsoka is like. In a, in a way, I'm probably being overdramatic, so if I am, tell me to shut up. But, like, in a weird way, the fact that Rosario Dawson is playing her taints Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah no, I think we talked about this a bit last episode, but that's how I feel about it. It's yeah. like, I'm never going to get to enjoy her in live action now. Like, that sucks. And it's kind of like, when you're talking about Ahsoka now, you have to be like, I love Ahsoka, but it sucks that Rosario Dawson played her. Hashtag like, not by Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, truly. Hashtag not my Ahsoka. <laughs> um, I'm I am kind of hoping the Ahsoka thing in the series is like the Boba Fett thing. <laughs> that would be where, really good. Where she's she like leaves a note. <laughs> she's like very briefly in one episode, and that's all they could afford Rosario Dustin for. Um, so she's just like very briefly in it, and it's like supposed to set up this like Bad Batch series or whatever is coming up. Um, that's what I'm kind of hoping for, so it doesn't taint the show too much. I would be, su- I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they did. That's like what they've been doing. I think she's a, except she's know. a plot point now. Like it's have a hologram. She's not just like I mean, Fett's armor being in a in the show and then him showing up at the end. She's like I mean the plot point is she's, she's, she's a, just a Jedi. Bo-Katan is like Bo-Katan is like go find Ahsoka Tano, right? Like, but, and they're going but, to find but Ahsoka. She's a plot point in that she was mentioned. And we've now seen that here's a full episode of them not going to find Ahsoka. Like, 
we can do this for a couple more episodes and then like she can appear and be like oh you actually need to go see this person and mm-hmm. like that's it like because as far as like because ahsoka is not going to be able to answer the question of who baby yoda is like ahsoka right. is no, she, she not even know. a jedi anymore really like the she, she, she hasn't been be in like, contact with any jedi for there. decades like she she right. she is not the person who can solve this problem for him yeah she can just be like, here's another holocron. Yeah. And I we hope have so many holocrons. I hope that she's just in one episode to basically be like, you're on your own, dude. Goodbye. I've got other <laughs> things to do right now. And then we never see her again. And then <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she gets on a wolf and rides back through the world between worlds. <laughs> she gets on Kanan, <laughs> Kanan's force ghost wolf. <laughs> and she just you always out. Sign me up. Sign me up for this. I the guess surprise the is positive... Pretty Prince Jr. is also in saying, Especially if we have live action Pretty Prince Jr. I'm a down. But, I guess but he's dressed in a wolf costume. Yeah, he's a wolf. He's just like a furry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the one positive of this could be we could also see Sabine. And Sabine could just be played by Tia Sakar. Yeah. That would be fun. She Enjoy. looks like Sabine. Yeah. It would be it's really cool to see Sabine. Yeah. I know that's what... That's what... I know a lot of people. Um, trying to find like one silver lining this entirely screwed up situation. And that's good. Being annoying, just tell me to stop. But no, you're great. Also, stop saying tell me to stop. Yeah. <laughs> we will never Again, tell you to stop. We're on Ash. count four or five of that ash. <laughs> is What's that annoying what is you telling us to tell you to stop if you're being annoying. <laughs> because we love you and we want to hear everything you have to say. I'm. So- oh, I'm yep. not supposed to apologize. <laughs> oh, you're so close there. <laughs> You caught yourself. That's improvement. I'm proud of you. Oh. Welcome to Ash's therapy session on Robot. <laughs> Welcome to Miss Meg's classroom of dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we cut, we have a cut scene to a Star Destroyer where an Imperial officer gets a transmission from one of the mechanics who worked on the Razor Crest. And I have to say, <laughs> Katie O'Brien appreciation posts. Oh what? no! I thought we I thought we were gonna appreciate Katie O'Brien who plays the Imperial officer. No, I, I don't know. Oh, she's like a super queer martial artist. Oh, oh cool. fucking sweet. Yeah. Um. No, I was gonna say that there were two mechanics that we saw work on the Razor Crest. One was a human. One was this not. One was this non-human. Was it a um, Mascanada? No, because it was full like full height. Is Mascanada just a short Mascanada? Maybe. No. Okay. I think she's just. I don't think like this one looked way more reptilian. Yeah, this one didn't look like a Mascanada. This was slightly taller. It had had, like (laughs) scales on the face rather than just like leathery skin. I don't think it was a Mascanada. I've seen this episode three times at this point. But anyway, my point was that like there was a human and there was a non-human. Why the fuck was the non-human the snitch? Like for the empire? Genuinely, because they wanted to show the alien another time in the episode. That's great, but also would not be the one to snitch. Not to the Empire. You mm. kidding me? No. I just, I'm, that is fundamentally incorrect, th- Carl. Always, I had the same thought. I'm always kind of thrown off guard whenever, an, like, an alien is working for the Empire. Because I'm like, they it's don't It's usually because like they have, you. like, blackmail or some shit on them, honestly. Yeah, So I'm kind of threat. This one Were seems a not too, like... It's my it's my agent on the ground. I'm like, no, they're not. I mean, the good <laughs> news was that this episode was the backdoor pilot for the TV show starring that alien character. So I'm sure right, we'll learn great. more about that backstory. Great. You I'm know what I did? For that. So for this entire part, I had totally forgotten that um, Off Gideon exists. And I was like, who is she going to talk to? Someone important in the Empire? Who is it? Um, oh, Rain? right. The character from Slow? this show. No. Who could it be? And I was like guessing all these random Imperial characters. And she walks in Off Gideon. And I was like... Of course, it's fucking Moff Gideon, Seth. <laughs> Seth. 
imagine if Thrawn I could, like, literally talk permanence. about him earlier in the episode. I know, I have like object permanence of the characters off screen. I forget that they exist. Character permanence. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I would love if it was Thrawn though and I'm blue. That would have been so by, funny. I'm blue. I'm glad Thrawn is, is somewhere else. We don't know where he is. He's with Ezra. He'll turn up eventually. He's having potty time with Ezra. We with can never whales. escape Thrawn. I will be so the next uh the next Mandalorian the next Mandalorian is just Timothy Zahn will make sure that we never escape Thrawn. <laughs> there will always be another book. Um I have Carly friend of the podcast Carly texted me today and was like friend of the podcast Matt Ben Eaton got the Thrawn book from the library and I thought the subtitle was Chaos Kitten and so now I'm calling Thrawn Grand Admiral Thrawn Chaos Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> or Grand Admiral or Grand Chaos Kitten. Um there are so many different ways. But anyway, oh there's so little left of this episode. <laughs> um so the Imperial officer walks into a really creepy room and reports to Moff Gideon saying that they put a tracker on the Razor Crest. And so we know bad things are going to happen this soon. <laughs> um, and it pans out and there's like, are these, they look like death troopers to me, but I didn't pay they, that close. They really looked like, I don't think any of you have played Dark Forces. <laughs> they really look like Dark Troopers from Dark Forces to me. Yeah, they don't look like Death Troopers. Which are droid- yeah, I agree with Ash. Death troopers are generally like quite large, like tall. Um, and death troopers aren't like clone no. manufactured or things. De- death troopers are like death troopers. Death troopers are like Krennic's task force, right? And right. Rogue One. And like to be fair, we did see Moff Gideon with death troopers, right? And it's entirely possible they have expanded the program from like gen- like cybernetically enhancing people to just cloning some cool cyber enhanced people. It, mm. and making them and better if Maybe i'm like not trackers. wrong i think if i'm not remembering this incorrectly i think there's force sensitive stormtroopers called dark tro- in dark empire <laughs> uh <laughs> listeners i just rolled my eyes all the way to the back of my head <laughs> like yeah for the record we have seen these troopers we I have seen these troopers say, in the show yes yeah, so we've seen death troopers in the show but yeah. also just the existence of stormtroopers death troopers and dark troopers just makes me very upset <laughs> it's so funny i love we it need so some much. thunder troopers and lightning troopers to round out the group we also yeah. got shore troopers and tank troopers can we get some dank troopers dank troopers <laughs> dank ferric troopers i love those dank troopers i love those them dank troopers they have like neon helmets yes with like, and like, just like a base constantly following them around. Wherever they show up, like party rocks. <laughs> Dank troopers in the house. They're there for morale. <laughs> Fuck it. Somebody gets choked by Vader again. Dank. <laughs> they just slide like in. The background, and like, start dancing. <laughs> Got some dank troopers in the house. Uh. Um, and then, uh, so this is supposed to be actually a very intimidating, upsetting scene. Um, and Moff Gideon's like, they'll get this Mandalorian this time. Um, and then Panther Black. Yeah. Wow, what a good episode. <laughs> good episode. <laughs> yeah, we were a really good episode. Also, the episode of The Mandalorian was a good episode. Oh, yeah, that was also pretty good. Any, I any love feel- some, I love some clone bullshit. Just give me all of that shit. I love it. I'm here. For- I was like, I'm actually kind of pointed that we're getting stuff like that, if I'm being totally honest, because I think this show is at its best when it's like personal. And it's not yeah. like galaxy ending. And I knew well, like I said before, like, like 
in the end, they can't really do much about it because yeah. we know how the story resolves when it comes to the clones. And I know, but like the personal story of Mando and this baby. Yeah. You know, I don't like that it's like getting involved in like major empires. Like I like the idea of Gideon just kind of being a dude in the empire, in the imperial realm that just wants this baby for whatever reason. But adding like clones and stuff. <laughs> he really and- wants a baby. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to be a dad. I mean, I think the clones are kind of inevitable for like the, like, because from the first episode, we had, like, the cloner dude with the baby. And so we knew there was going to be something to do with cloning and the baby Yoda. Yeah, if- yeah and, like, Ooh. logically, I know that. But I'm I'm still, I'm still like, trying to figure out how I feel about it getting, becoming a much bigger story, I guess. Is- okay, but but what if, because of the cloning, Werner Herzog comes back? See, I would be very <laughs> glad about that. Except it's for Werner Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> Werner Herzog. Or maybe, maybe the one that we saw die was the clone, yeah, right? That was Werner Herzog. The pickled Snokes that we see are just different copies of Werner Herzog. They're really pickled Werner <laughs> Herzogs. <gasps> I love. I that. guarantee somewhere in season one of the Podrelorian, one of us said Werner Herzog is Snoke at some point. <laughs> we absolutely had to. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. I love. Great, great. Solved it. I had to explain to Aubrey all of the stupid Snoke theories before <laughs> these movies came out. And I'm just like, yeah, people thought Ezra was Snoke. And there were um, only stupid <laughs> Snoke. You're like, people thought Mace Windu was Snoke. And I was like, how do people think this? And I'm like, you missed out by not being there pre The Force Awakens and missing all those batshit insane conspiracies. Remember when they there were was amazing. Like, we had nothing to go on. <laughs> I know, like Luke was Kylo Ren. Still love that so much. Yeah. Remember, Despite the fact Kylo Ren had like- an actor. <laughs> Remember when, like, people were convinced that Snoke was Mace Windu for a hot second? Like, just because he's bald. Yep, that's the literally only thing that's common between them. Literally. And then I remember laughing at the Palpatine as Snoke people, and now I have to be like, well, uh... Well, I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, in a way, we weren't wrong. Snoke is half. I'm pretty sure he straight up says that he's Snoke in the movie. He was puppeting Snoke. Yeah. I, but Snoke this was still is not at all thing. relevant to the Mandalorian. Look, no, this is not. getting into clone, um, like philosophy, philosophical shit. So let's save that for another episode. Yeah, let's save because you know I have thoughts about that. I only have weird. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less, Meg. <laughs> we need to go over it. It's based in anime. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. You're the usher. Oh shoot, that is me. Yeah. Um, I'm so used to answering listener questions that whenever we don't, I'm just like, what? <laughs> just big <boss. laughs> You can find us at Rogue Podron on Twitter. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. <sighs> I didn't think of a good one this episode. If you want to know more about my intense love for this new pairing, Geef. <laughs> Geef! <laughs> That's what neither of always said. <laughs> no. See, no, that's Gideon no. and Grief. That's just a totally different thing. No. No. Oh no, I actually tried my video with that one. I didn't mean. Um, mm-hmm. No. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad you came. If you want to know more about my love type. for, for mm-hmm. Maeve, um, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Grandalorian. Slash Rogue Podron. And if you don't want to know more about that, you can subscribe to us anyways because I probably won't say anything else about it anyway. Um, <laughs> unless you ask. Find us at Rogue Podron on your favorite podcatcher or by swimming out into a lake and screaming at your bubbles. And then I'll respond. <laughs> and then Meg will respond and you'll find us. <laughs> leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Please. I like that moment specifying leave a review. Now I'm just like, it has to be five stars or don't bother. Yeah, just five stars. <laughs>
Give us five stars however way you can. Yeah, that's um, all we need. It's just five stars. So next next time, apparently, we're going to the longest episode of The Mandalorian. But until then, may both sun shine upon your tail. Pash I have spoken.